Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas Podcast, where attitude is everything. On today's show, I'm very, very excited to not only have the uh, founder and CEO of Brepic, but also the, the man who has trademarked visionary wackadoo, Mr. Justin Breen. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I've never, I'm guessing you never thought you'd be uh, interviewing someone who trademarked the term visionary wackadoo, but here I am. We're meant to meet tonight, so I'm pumped. <laughs> so where, where did that, uh, where did visionary wackadoo come from? Uh, <laughs> how, how, did, how did you uh, think to trademark this? And uh, I see the shirt. I love it. I absolutely love it. Tell us about it. Yeah, so I only work with visionaries. I'm a total visionary, just flying the plane, never never landing the plane unless someone asks me to. I'm just flying around up here with other visionaries. And uh, I found people like me are just wackadoos. So I just started, in podcasts, I just started saying visionary wackadoo all the time. People would laugh every time. And then one of my friends in Strategic Coaches, one of the, you know, it's the top entrepreneurial group in the world, in my opinion, he's like, oh, I'll just help you trademark that. So I'm like, okay, did it. That's amazing, man. I, I love it because your style is exactly your own. And what I want to compliment you, I want <laughs> right. what I want to compliment you on, Justin, is we connected. Um, you know, we connected through one of our uh, one of our friends, our mutual friends, Jason Redman, um, right. who is a straight American hero um, on that Patriot. on that next level, right? But a lot of times when you get an introduction through somebody. Um, it's a very quick, curt, like, Hey, how you doing? Whatever it is. And we instantly, I, I felt like I was your friend right away. I mean, Immediately. Yeah. you had, you had little quips, you had little jokes. Um, <laughs> you sent me, you sent me pictures because we were talking NFL and I said, are you a bears fan? You said no Eagles. And you know, Eagles. and you're there in, uh, you know, in Illinois, right outside of Chicago. Um, where did you learn this, this trait as far as like, you know, you, you seem to make fast friends and it's genuine. Um, and that is not normal in today's society or just in the world in general. So where did that start? Yeah, so that's a good question. And I love that you called me Don King. So I'm Don King without foot stomping someone or a, um, a self-defense murder. So I'm, that's me. Uh, <laughs> I thought about that a lot, but Don King. That's a, that's a very high compliment. And uh, then what did I respond immediately when you called me Don King? I'm like, oh, he was at Bill Wirtz's funeral. Uh, so that's a complete random wackadoo thought, but that's how my brain works. And so Bill Wirtz was the former owner of the Blackhawks, and when he died, I read that story, and the first person quoted, and that was Don King. And I'm like, oh, that, that was very interesting. So that's how my brain works. Okay, so that's background on how it works, and that's really, you know, it answers your question because... I can just talk to someone and immediately be like just connecting dots at the highest level. And so um, I know who I am, right? Like I, this is me, like visionary wackadoo, just sitting in my room, you know, just, you know, there's a closet back here, I'm in a hat and, uh, you know, run this global company with only the top visionaries in the world. And I know who I'm not. I'm not someone who's nickel and dime. I'm not someone who works with people who ask, what do you cost? I don't work with wannabes. I only work with the best of the best. Best of the best don't care that I'm wearing a t-shirt that says visionary wackadoo or I'm wearing a hat that says abundance. They just want results. And so um, I was born, this was me before I was even born. And so people always wonder what that means. And I'll tell you, uh, it's a little bit long-winded, but you'll understand, right? So, um, so when I was born, my father was 61 and my mom was 27. So there's a 34-year difference. Um, and so that's an interesting difference, right? So uh, my father, if he was alive, um, he'd be 105 now. I'm 43. And uh, so he was a soldier in World War II. He was an attorney in the Nuremberg Trials, became the president of uh, an insurance company. Came from nothing, right? Came from nothing, no excuses. And so when he was in World War II, he fought in the Battle of the Hurricane Forest. And uh, so that battle was a very deadly battle. And he kept a diary of it. Um, he kept a diary of him fighting uh, in the Hurricane Forest. And I don't know how he did that because um, I've read this diary and it's one of the greatest things ever written. Uh, his birthday, his 105th birthday, uh, would have been February 8th. And so I pulled out the diary on February 7th. And I read a passage of how he was a, a spotter on an airplane, got in an airplane without a parachute, him and the pilot, without parachutes, because that would have prevented the plane from taking off. They got in the air, uh, and the engine died. And so there was nowhere to land, and the, the pilot miraculously found this small little airstrip, and my dad was describing this in great detail, landed the plane, 
survived it. So I posted that diary entry to my social media following. And, uh, and a lot of people were amazed by that. And then my mom wrote, because um, my dad died when I was 13, my mom wrote, well, he told me that uh, he had been shot down uh, nine times uh, and been in two near-fatal car accidents. And, you know, so here he is. So that's my dad, um, genius storyteller, soldier, never quit, patriot, hero. Same, same as Jason, the same. So it's that, that level of ferocity. And then my mom was 27, so one of the two uh, near-fatal car accidents that my dad was in was a drunk driver, swerved across the median of a highway, hit my, my father uh, dead on. Drunk driver was killed instantly. My dad broke every bone in his body, but he survived. And my mom was his nurse. So my mom literally nursed him back to life. Then they got you know, married, and here I am. And most of my day is talking to the highest-performing entrepreneurs on the planet. I have never met anyone in my life ever with more hustle than my mom. So you have the highest hustle ever with American hero, genius soldier, writing brilliant diary in a battlefield, and that's, that's the long answer to your question, but that explains my brain. So what, I, what, I was kind of, what, I, what really struck me is I was reading your book, and honestly, I can't put it down. Like I, I kept, like, I was just consuming it, and anybody out there, you need, you need to read the book. Oh, here it is, by the way, going to... There it is. Uh, epic success or epic business, yeah, epic yeah. business. And I tell you, it was, it was phenomenal. The thing that stuck out to me though, right off the bat was when you lost your dad at 13 years old, most right. people are going to get angry. Most people are going to turn and there's that fork in the road, right? That proverbial fork in 100%. the road. Tell us about that fork in the road and why you chose one way and not the other. Yeah. So entrepreneurs, you're either born an entrepreneur or you're not. Uh, most people are not born like this. So because of my, it's literally in my blood to be an entrepreneur. I just, you know, based on my background. So people with the wrong mindset make excuses. They just make an excuse. And the people with the right mindset like me, they just make the investment. And um, and so most people go the wrong way. I, I see people go the wrong way. I'm just driven to not go that way and just go the right way. And the highest performing entrepreneurs in the world, they just they just go the right way. And there's no excuses. They never give up. No matter, no, you know, when I started my company, I reached out to 5,000 people to get my first five clients. So most people can't, they can't do that, right? They can't. I mean, the, the, the four-year anniversary when my job uh, salary was cut in half uh, was February 10th. So that's, it was yesterday, uh, you know, from this interview. And so, uh, yeah, I couldn't find a job. And uh, so I, st I started my company, Brepic. That was April 16th, 2017. And then while I was working full-time, half the sale, I reached out to 5,000 people. So 999 no's for every yes. So that's just entrepreneur life just to get it started. And most people, they're just, they can't do that. But it's literally in my blood to be able to do that. Well, a thing that's very common today, and especially it's very popular, is that word entrepreneur. And it, it's, <laughs> yeah, right. it, it's super sexy. It's super sexy now because of the way that it's placed. Being an entrepreneur when yourself and being an entrepreneur with myself, I know the dirty, the nasty, the, the inside track. And most people wouldn't take on this lifestyle if they knew what it was. Can you talk to us about what it really is as opposed to the shiny, happy stuff that's on social media? Yeah, sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so um, all I do... Even though I gave a long-winded answer to start this, uh, I'm actually a 100% simplifier. Like, I just hear blah, blah, blah and simplify it. just simplify everything. And so um, I've talked to thousands of the top entrepreneurs in the world since starting my company. And then as a journalist, I've interviewed thousands and thousands of people. So I have all this stuff. People answer questions, but they have no meat behind it many times. I, all I have is meat. And um, so I have not met one entrepreneur at the very highest level. I'm not talking about nickel and dime nonsense, but I'm talking high level um, who hasn't overcome at least one of the following four things. And Inc. Magazine, by the way, just did an article about this, about what I wrote. So um, again, meat, real substance. So here are the four things. One is bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Two is depression. You're going to nod your head because this is what happens every time I talk to someone like you. You start nodding your head. So two is depression. Three, likely and or, um, or excuse me, the highest level of anxiety you can imagine is three. And four, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So I have not met one that has not overcome at least one. Most are two or three. The all four ones 
are really, really, usually really, 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 really successful because they're, you know, there's nowhere else. There's no, for the most part, there's nowhere else to go but up. There's, you certainly could go down, and that does happen, but for the most part, there's nowhere else to go but up. So nothing else is getting in your way at that point. You've already hit bottom, so... When you talk about highly uh, successful entrepreneurs, and you know, I, I I understand where you're where you're talking about. When we talk about levels, there's levels to that, and then there's there's that next level. And you only work with the top level. What was the lesson that your uh, you came to a, a, a another breaking point with your pop and your and your brother? What was yeah. that? What was that breaking point for you? And what did it teach you? And how did it change your business? Yeah, so my brother's back. So my, um, um, again, my dad died when I was 13. I got just enough of him. Uh, and he always said the cream rises to the top, the cream rises to the top, the cream rises. So I only work with the cream that's risen to the top. So my youngest brother was 10 um, uh, when my father died. He didn't get enough of that. And so at the funeral, my youngest brother literally tried to jump into the grave, literally. Like as my father's casket was going down, he literally tried to jump in. And so he just never, he never recovered from that ever. And uh, so he died of a drug overdose, whether it was on purpose or accident, we'll never know. But I think it was ruled accidental. So he died when he was uh, 29. Um, he'd be 40 now. And so um, the first line of my book after the prologue is, if, if you're someone who doesn't put your family first, put the book down because I can't help you. And so that's like, I don't understand. I'll never be one of those entrepreneurs um, that sacrifices their family um, for the pursuit of whatever it is. Um, I just, you know, the reason why I'm doing this, and it's been very successful, I just spend as much time with my, my wife and my young sons as, as I want. I just hang out with my kids as much as I want and only work with the people that I want to and do what I like to do and what I'm good at. But the main reason is if, if family's not first, I don't understand, I mean, why are we here? It doesn't make any sense to me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, now's the time to do some shameless promotion. This episode is brought to you by Squeeze Dried, a delicious, no-hassle way to get superfoods, vitamins, and nutrition. SqueezeDried.com. It's also brought to you by Cardenas Law Group, a high-level boutique law firm for all your personal injury needs. That's CardenasLawGroup.com. Thank you so much again for listening. Hopefully, you're continuing to enjoy the episode. So... Talk to us too about being able to say no to <laughs> to the to the wrong type of guest because so many people and entrepreneurs out there and I, I uh, you know there's no training for it right so there's no training there's no school you could go to for an, being an entrepreneur but oh. but a lot of times what entrepreneurs what I see them do is they literally cast the net so wide and they yeah. work themselves so hard and they're willing to sacrifice family they they sacrifice relationships they sacrifice all these things just to be able to get to this point because then they'll be able to provide. Talk to us about how important it is to say no and how it grew your business and changed your business. Yeah, so to answer the first part of that is I talked to a lot of folks who become billionaires and multi-gajillionaires with that tactic and then never had families or they by the time they try to get back to their family, it's too late. So again, I'm not one of those I'm not one of those people. And so most entrepreneurs, whether they're diagnosed ADD or not, are all over the place. They have high quick start, boom, 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 and, and no follow through. They're just they're just floating around. So I have high quick start, boom, 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 and high follow through. So I just say it, do it, say it, do it, say it, do it, hit the gas, pump the brakes. And so most entrepreneurs, not most, but a lot of them try to be everything for everyone. My company is one insanely genius high level thing for one type of person. And so uh, it makes it very easy to say no, because if you're not that one type of genius person, and I can tell you about who that person is in a second. And then if you don't want to do what my firm wants to do, then that's fine. I don't care. And I'm not the seller. I don't sell anything. I'm the buyer. I just buy the people I want to hang out with. And and there just happens to be the top entrepreneurs in the world. So it just simplifies everything. And my entire baseline is if I meet someone, and I know right away because I talk to so many people, but if I meet someone and I know right away that they're going to annoy me or take away time from my children, I'll never talk to that person again. Very easy. And most people don't have the courage or, or they don't even have the awareness to be able to do that. And I do at the highest level. Wow. So what, what struck me too is your, I don't even think of it as a mission statement. 
Um, you know, because I, for me as an like in my business and, and in my experience, I don't believe in mission statements because most of the time people try and construct a, a mission statement and then they try and base their company around that thing. And that it's not, for me, it's not real. I find that once you start to work uh, and you do your thing, your mission statement will come and yours is hundred percent, hundred percent. And Justin, yours is the best I've ever seen. Like, and again, I don't even want to call it a mission statement, but I want to read it. It says, uh, Brepic creates newsworthy stories and pitches, uh, those stories to the media period, like period. And it's so direct. And you, you, you talk about like, do what you love, um, uh, do what you love to do and what you do best. Talk to me about this because you have simplified at the highest level. And if we will, if we will simplify, <laughs> right, as a right, business. Most people can't do this. <laughs> and, They're not simplifiers. <laughs> well, and I think, it's, I think it's amazing, Justin, because, you know, uh, one of the things that I've seen that, uh, you know, you guys don't have it out there. Uh, I'm sorry for that, but we have In-N-Out. And In-N-Out sells burgers, fries, oh, shakes. Burgers, fries, shakes. That's all they sell. They don't have any specials. They don't have any groups. They don't have any of that stuff. And they're always full. Whereas McDonald's right next door is trying to get you with tacos and everything. And they never have a line. Talk to us about that because you have done it at the highest level. Yeah. So directness attracts greatness and eliminates nonsense and less is more. So I can keep doing these one-liner simplifications because that's my entire life. Um, (laughs) And uh, my favorite one, which what I, I loved what you said because people come with the mission statement. Most people come with the mission statement first, then they, then everything follows. I just had all this R and D, all this stuff of years as a journalist and work with these people. And then I created it. And, um, so here's the, the best one in my opinion is if you have the right mindset, it attracts the right network and creates the right opportunities. If you have the right mindset, it attracts the right network and creates the right opportunities. So what does that mean? So my mindset is abundance, visionary investment, abundance, visionary investment. And so I only work with people with those three attributes in their mindset because those people are only two types of people. They can only be those two because all I do is see this stuff and I simplify and see patterns. So people who are, have abundance, visionary investment mindset are one of two types of people. One, they're running high six-figure to ten-figure businesses. They see their families whenever they want to. You need, I love when you're not in your head. And they do what they like to do and what they're good at. Or they're going to be one of those people. They're not there yet revenue-wise, but they will be. So there's no what-do-you-cost or charge nonsense. There's no scarcity. There's no nickel and diming. There's no negotiation. It says, right, it weeds out all that garbage. And so it weeds out 99.9% of the, the population, and I don't care because I'm focused on the 0.1% because the 0.1% creates the technology and the businesses that employs the 99.9%. So there you go. Problem solved. Justin, you, you, you drop bombs. Like, and, and again, it's so, sim- I mean, it's so simple when you it's look at hard. it. Tell me this, though, because obviously when you lost your, you said it's coming up on your four-year anniversary. You had a family yeah. at this time. Um, you, yeah. you're changing careers. This is, this is new. You start Brepic and you're reaching out to 5,000 people and you're right. getting five clients, right? Entrepreneur so, life, figure okay. it out. So that entrepreneur life, talk to us about to, or talk to that person that's starting off that's saying, I don't know if I can only charge at this level because I got to get all these, I got to do all these things. And I got to be able to allow people in. But what you're saying is that will kill your business ultimately. Yeah. So there are no excuses. So that's what I mean. Like people, what I found is like people try to encourage, they try to encourage you either can do this or you can't. And most people cannot do this. And so that's why entrepreneurs can't do it or they, they fizzle out. And so that's, that's the reality of the situation. And so Again, like I created, I was a journalist for 20 years. I created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So I just saw a problem, created a solution, problem solved, successful global company. That's all I hear over and over from these top people. They saw a problem, created a solution, problem solved, successful global company. And most of these PR firms are glad handing BS artists. And I'm not like that. As you can see, I'm like very direct. Like there's no, there's, I don't understand that. There's in like, there's wannabes, right? No. No, no, no. There's no wannabes at the highest level. 
You either can do it or you can't. And Elon Musk was on uh, uh, Clubhouse, and I heard uh, some of the recap, and boy, he said a really powerful thing. And he's like, yeah, if you're, this is paraphrasing, but he's like, yeah, if, you're, if you need encouragement to do a startup, then you shouldn't be doing a startup. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing it. You, don't, you can either handle this or you can't. No excuses. And that's, that's it. That's the highest, that's the top entrepreneur, you know, maybe the top entrepreneur in the world. And that's all it is. Like, you either can do this or you can't. And um, there are simply no excuses. There are only investments. And so the other thing I, the question I get, which I'm thankful you haven't asked, is like, so, so um, do you think I should try to, to do PR or something myself? Do you think I should you know, take this and do it myself? And I just start laughing because I'm like, any high-performing person, whether they're broke or they're a billionaire, would never try to do something themselves that they're not good at or they don't like to do. It's ridiculous. It's complete nonsense. And that's a wannabe just trying to do everything and be everything for everyone, and they're just going to fizzle out because you can't do that. You, do, you just can't. And uh, so, so most people don't understand anything that I'm talking about. You completely understand, and you're cheering every time because you're the only type of person I talk to anyway. And why would I care? Because those other people are not going to add any value to my life, and I can't add any value to theirs. I can't help them. So just eliminates that. Well, it, that simplistic approach, right? How, what do you say to, and you, uh, I, I can assume what you're going to say, but I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Um, to the person that says, oh, wow, Justin, that comes off insensitive. Um, I don't care. That's, that's, no, 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 no. So thanks for that baited question. That's what that was. So people don't, under, people with the wrong mindset think that comes off as arrogant or insensitive. No, 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 no. People with the right mindset realize that's just confidence. All that is is confidence. So I'm a genius level, the world-class level at two things, only two. And I'm a really good dad. But the two, the two things are connecting people on a global level, Don King. You've never even met me. He's called me Don King. And then, um, and then two, getting people in news at the highest level. I'm useless to society besides that. I have no skills. So um, there are uh, four bathroom lights in my son's bathroom. Two of them are burned out, and they've been burned out for weeks. I'm waiting till all four are burned out before I change the light bulb because changing a light bulb for me is exhausting and almost impossible. Um, so I just I only do what I like to do and what I'm good at. If I'm not good at it or I don't like to do it, I do one of two things. One, I don't do it. Two, I just outsource it to the best person who can do it. Problem solved. Here we go again with the shameless promotion. This episode is also brought to you by Piper Diamonds for all your jewelry needs. My necklace that I get complimented all over the country and all over the world, uh, my pennant was made by Piper Diamonds Company. This place is absolutely phenomenal. When you're looking for that special something for that special someone, Piper Diamonds is the only answer. It's piperdiamonds.co. And it's also brought to you by Kelly Cardenas Salon in Las Vegas and in Chicago. This is top-level service, guys, without the ego and, hands down, the greatest shampoo experience that you will ever have in your life. This will create uh, an evangelistic-type uh, experience. You will be talking about this for years and years to come. The wash house, uh, completely separate area, com uh, different sound system, soundproofed, head, neck, and shoulder massage. You will be over the moon with your experience, and you can uh, schedule your appointment at kellycardinasalon.com. Enjoy the rest of the episode. So tell us a, a, a few things that you could see from a mile away when you were talking <laughs> about the wannabe kind of scenario, because in today's, in today's society, and I do the same thing, it's like, it's like a used car salesman. Tell us those things that you could see, whether it be Clubhouse or social, uh, like Instagram or Facebook or uh, TikTok or um, any of any channel, or even a letter that you get from a, a a newsletter from an email that's opting in and things like that. Talk to us about this stuff that you could see from a mile away. So that's a good question for multiple reasons. One is that, like, I have a PR firm, but really what my company is is a giant incubator of geniuses around the world, and we're constantly introducing each other. So my my brain is a CRM for geniuses. Like, I don't write anything down. I can just talk to someone in Australia, and they'll say something random, and I'll be like, oh, I know someone in San Diego or wherever that thinks like that. I'll connect them. A week later, they'll be like, how'd you know how to do that? I go, I don't know. I just know. I I know how to do it. It's a gift. The number one thing 
that I hear. And I don't hear it that much anymore because my company's avo- it's eliminated most of that. But the number one thing that I hear when it's, I know it's an immediate rejection is what do you cost or charge within the first five or 10 minutes? Because those people are only looking at things in a transactional way, not transformational. And um, they're, they're just, they're never going to be transformational. They're only going to be transactional. And so when I do get a rare intro from someone else who's transactional, it's going to be to someone else who's toxic and transactional. So I pretty much know it's coming anyway. There are some surprises every now and then, but for the most part, it's like if you have this mindset like I do, you just hang out with other people like that because why would you hang out with someone that doesn't have that mindset? Well, hanging in the the, the arenas, right? So once you start to fly in these orbits, and uh, I think that people have that haven't got a chance to be in the orbits, uh, they sometimes don't understand this part of it. But once you start to fly in the certain orbits, there's there's conversations that aren't when you're not flying in the orbit. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of those conversations and things? Okay, I'm going to answer it like this. So my wife is a, a pediatrician, not an entrepreneur, thank God. She's the nicest, kindest, most empathetic. Like She's the exact opposite of me. She likes meetings and rules and all that what the hell, whatever the hell that is. And so her, her friends are humans, right? I'm not a human. Friend, my friends are not humans. So she's made me barely human. Barely, just, just barely. Like, a, um, just enough. And uh, so, <laughs> so that said, if you put me in a room with other humans, I have the personality of a lamppost. You could put a lampshade on me. and I. I <laughs> so it's very hard for me to have normal conversations because I don't know what to say. I don't. I mean, I, you know, like the whole, like, what's going on in the world and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't even know. I'm just floating around up here with other people who are changing the world. So, well, what I found too was that once you start to hang out in the orbits, um, (laughs) then things that you on while you were, while you were growing, they just become natural. Right. hundred percent. They become, they become so natural. So, <laughs> but when, when, when you needed it, when you were say starting off and you needed it, the scarcity mentality attracted that part of it. Whereas when you sat back and relaxed, when did you, when did you ultimately sit back and relax and just say, I'm Justin, I'm a visionary wackadoo. I've got an <laughs> abundance hat on and I could give two poops about that. And I'm going to continue to work with the greatest people in the world. So that's a really good question. Um, I've kind of always been like that. I'm just always, people like me, again, simplify, are usually aliens within your own family, aliens within their own community, aliens within our own vertical. So even at, like as a journalist, I was an entrepreneur who happened to be a journalist. I just didn't know I was an entrepreneur. So they would give me weird jobs because they didn't know what to do with me. Where I live, about 25 miles north of Chicago, it's a pretty affluent area. This is the cheapest cost-conscious, penny-pinching, what do you, like, basically, basically the anti-me's, thousands of them, and so I'd never understood that, so I had to, that's why I have clients around the world, because I just had to find people who understood what I was talking about, and uh, so it's, it's just, it's just knowing, it's knowing who you are, but then also knowing who you're not. And when I started my company, I literally didn't know what a, I didn't know what an entrepreneur was when I started my company. I still don't know what an S corp is. I didn't know you had to pay taxes four times a year. Like I, I got a full academic scholarship to college, Big Ten school. I never heard the word entrepreneur. Never took a business class. Never took an entrepreneur class. So I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but I always knew that I did not fit in the traditional lower level networking groups. Like I don't need a painter. I don't. I. I'd never understood that. And so about two years in, um, I joined Strategic Coach because one of my mentors is a coach within Strategic Coach. For those who don't know it, uh, Dan Sullivan, co-founder, is, you know, top entrepreneurial coach has ever lived. And I was talking to my mentor. I'm like, I, you know, I don't understand what's wrong with me. Like people, you know, they hear my rates and they look like they're going to have a stroke. He goes, no, no, you're just in the wrong group. You need to, right, <laughs> they don't, they'd be in Strategic Coach. So I've been in that almost two years and that's really not only validated how I think, because everyone in there is like me in some some way, and but it's also elevated it, exponentially grown it, reinforced it, supported it, 
And then I'm, uh, I'm on the board of Entrepreneurs Organization Chicago. That's a good group. And then Abundance 360, um, which is uh, uh, Peter Diamandis's. 99% uh, of those folks are running $10 million to $10 billion companies. It's the smartest, you know, most... You know, these, these are wackadoos. I'm the most normal person in that room, and I don't say that lightly. Uh, I'm the biggest human in that. These guys are... And, and women. They're, they're going to Mars, like, literally, and they have the capital to do it. So I like being in that room. So you just around people like that all the time. You just become someone like that. But I was always that person. I just didn't know it until I started being in those rooms. What do you think is the most uh, challenging thing about being as simple as you are in your mindset? What's the most challenging aspect of that? Such a simple question, but a very powerful one. Um, so most people aren't like me. And... Uh, so as a journalist, I wrote two to three stories on, uh, on deadline every day. Boom, 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 boom. And here in this world, it's much slower paced because most people aren't, they're just not like that. Um, and it's really interesting because I talk to a lot of really wealthy people and they're all over the place. And then they talk to me like we're talking now. They're like, how did you simplify that? I go, that's easy. That's not even hard. And it's... Um, I, it's hard for me to understand that there aren't more people like me, but there, even entrepreneurs, there's very few entrepreneurs like me. And uh, so I did a, a big study with a professor at Northwestern University. Uh, she's a, doing a big, I'll introduce you to her if you want me to. She's doing a big study on entrepreneurial brains, a big one. And uh, she, <laughs> I did this study and she's like, you have a weird brain even for the highest performing entrepreneur. I go, I, I know that, but thank you for validating it with all this data and stuff. And um, so it, it is what it is. Like the world doesn't work on my time frame to get stuff done. Other people, I have to wait for them. And uh, I'll, I'll give you an anecdote too. So like here's what happens almost every time before my firm signs with a client, right? So waiting, waiting to sign the contract, waiting to sign the contract, waiting to sign the contract's finally signed, payment made, do the story, start pitching. Within like an hour, intro, 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 intro all, all this media. And the client's like, how did you do that? I go, I was just waiting for you. This is easy for me. I was just waiting for you. But I have to wait. So I will wait. So with the, with the simplistic mind, because you're, you seem to, I mean, obviously you could take the most complicated system in the world and just break it down and be like, oh, these are the actual things that work. So why yes. don't we just do these things? Right. Justin, how does that work in your marriage? <laughs> <laughs> so my wife, again, pediatrician, okay. we met her, or we met her, we <laughs> I met her the day before she started medical school. So okay. our first date was the day. So if there's anything comparable to being an entrepreneur is going through medical school, I'd be the worst doctor of all time ever. And she'd be the worst entrepreneur. I, she could not handle this. She couldn't do it. And I could never be a doctor or go through medical school. And um, so it's a really good balance. Um, it's a really good balance because she has a little bit high. I have high follow-through for an entrepreneur. Her follow-throughs are even higher. And um, her quick start is lower. So it takes her a little longer to make decisions. And she's more long-winded when she talks. And I just want the answer. I just want the answer. I just want the answer. Like, just give me the answer. <laughs> and so I have learned to to not be as direct with her is to let her, my wife's name is Sarah, by the way, and uh, to let her give her thoughts, which for me is like, okay, I already know the answer. Like, it's, uh, it's easy. And it's funny because we'll go into, well, not anymore, but we would go into a store. Like, let's just say it's a shoe store. I'll just walk in, look at a shoe. Okay, say that one. Like, literally, I'll just look at it and buy it because I don't, I don't need to spend an hour in a shoe store. And she has higher follow-through and lower quick start, so it takes her longer to make a decision. So here's a really good thing to add to that. Is, um, so my sons are eight and six, our sons. And uh, so the other night we were asking, I was telling my eight-year-old, hey, what's the... The thing you like most about your six-year-old, and I was talking to the six-year-old. What's the thing you like most about the eight-year-old? 
and I said some nice things, and then I told my wife the thing I like about her the most is that uh, she puts everyone else first, everyone, no matter no matter what. Um, it's amazing to watch that. And I asked her, you know, and she took forever to answer because it takes her forever to answer things, and she said that maybe the nicest thing anyone's ever told me to, anyone said to me, she's like, you've given me the ability to enjoy my life more because I, don't, I take more risks now. I enjoy taking more risks. And uh, that was really nice of her to say that because she just, she, you know, comes from a cost-scarcity mindset and taking forever to make a decision, and now she makes decisions and invests cool things, and we do cooler family vacations and things like that now because she's not afraid to do it anymore. What's the what's you guys' happy place? Like my wife and I, our absolute happy place, I can see it right now. It's the Four Seasons in Maui, uh, in Wailea. Love it. And honestly, like whenever I have a challenge, I go there mentally. Whenever I'm... Uh, I could get on a plane. I go there physically. And so what is your, what is you guys' happy place where you just like cut it off and you're, you're in? Um, first of all, Sansei, I'm guessing you've been there a million times. Oh my God. The Sansei shrimp cakes. Oh my, with the butter, like lime sauce. Have you had those? Oh my God. That's my number one favorite thing on earth. And I'm guessing you go to Mama's Fish House too, but yes. but Sansei, fish, oh those shrimp cakes. Yes, I think they're still on the menu. And I we went there for our honeymoon, right? Uh, so that was 2008. I haven't had those since 2008, and I think about them all the time. When when in 2008, Justin? What what? Uh... So our wedding was May 4th, 2008. Dude, so, our, right? we got married June 14th. Or June 21st, sorry, June tw- June 21st in 2008. So we were there right after. My wife that is going to get cool. mad because I, I messed up on the date, but. Hey, I mean, one, you're still married, so congratulations. Thank Two, you. I mean, you got the year right, so that's good. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. Uh, my, you know, my wife, she, she forgot how many years we were married because um, she had to answer that question, you know, within the last hour, and she couldn't remember. She's like, oh, I can't believe I forgot that. I was like, ah, yeah, I remembered. But, um, so... Here, here's our happy place, and, and uh, we'll hopefully be going there soon. You probably know this, if, you know, the Wicker Park, Chicago thing. Um, it's called the All-American Club or the American Club in Kohler, Wisconsin. I haven't been uh, to that one. Oh, God. Oh, oh my God. And um, it's the five-star, five-diamond resort. Um, so it's in Kohler, you know, the company Kohler, and there's a town called Kohler. And so it was built when they would bring in all the executives from around the world. They would dine them, and, you know, and it's got the top uh, Whistling Straits, which is maybe the top golf course in the United States is there. There's four world championship courses and all that. And so um, we start, I actually started my company uh April 10th uh, was my birthday, and so 2017, after my job salary was cut in half, my wife surprised me with a trip up to Kohler, Wisconsin, all the American Club. And uh, on the way up there, I'm like, oh, I'll just call my company Brepic, and then six days later, um, uh, incorporated, uh, became an LLC. And then, so we've tried to go there every year around our anniversary, and that's our goal is to go there again this year around that to celebrate the company and just chill out it's like the most relaxing place on on earth and you know with two young sons uh <laughs> you need that you need that <laughs> relaxation for sure so so tell us uh, there was a there was a cool story in the book uh and uh there was a, a lawyer friend of yours Kristen, that really changed things for you and what i was i was just re i mean in in reading it like i said i was gobbling i mean just once you put you pick up your book you can't put it down and so when you're gobbling, when you're, when you're in that, talk to us about Kristen. And because I think that there's so many people in the world that need to hear about what she taught you. Yeah. And so I uh, echo this advice to anyone who's starting a business. This is the, as, as encouraging as I'll ever get with someone who's starting a business because she <laughs> saved me with this. Um, so Kristen is a very, 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 very high-powered attorney in Chicago. Um, she's actually younger than me, but she's been a mentor of mine. She's just a wonderful human being. So when I first started, again, I had literally had no idea what I was doing. And uh, she's like, don't worry. When you start a business, it takes two full years to really figure it out, two full years. 
okay? Not six months, not a year, not even 18 months, two full years. And um, it was a nice, nice to have that understanding of what the, the runway was, that it wasn't a quick fix, that really needed to put in the two, at least two years. I talked to a lot of YPO and really high-powered folks, and they said it actually takes a lot longer than two years. But And like people in healthcare, that takes way longer than two years. But so two years. And so at the two-year mark, like my, knock on wood, my company's always been really, really profitable. I didn't say revenue, I said profitable, Pro big difference, profitable. And yeah, right. And uh, um, so I'm very thankful for that. But at the two-year mark, all this R&D and all this stuff that I had, all this knowledge, it really started to come together. I hadn't, I didn't have a mission statement yet. I still didn't, at, even at three years, but two years. Didn't have a mission statement yet, but everything was flowing together. Uh, my rates had risen to the point where I weeded out all the nonsense. The process that my company had done very well was really, really, really had become a process. The people I wanted to hang out with, were, it was starting to, it was starting to synergize more, and I was eliminating more of the, the or you know, more of the wrong fit type people. And um, you know, it just started to flow a lot better. Um, I eliminated everything that I didn't want to do and that I didn't like, you know, didn't like doing. Um, but it took two full years. I mean, full two full years. And in the grand scheme of things, two years is really not a long time. But when you start a company, two years looks like you're climbing Mount Everest. Um, but it's just incremental gains, incremental gains, incremental gains, incremental gains. Little little gains, little gains, little gains, little gains. And then there's a book called, uh, I have it somewhere, Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. It's a really good book. So you have all these little gains, and then all of a sudden there's the tipping point, and then it's exponential growth. So, But you got to put in those incremental gains to get to the tipping point before you have exponential growth. And then at the two-year mark, it kind of reached the tipping point and then it's been exponential growth ever since and now because I've put in all that work it's exponential growth on exponential growth and there's no limit to it it just keeps just keeps growing and growing and growing now do you uh, Justin do you think that this the, these kind of concepts the simplicity part of it uh, focusing in on the what was it the unique um, unique ability uh, unique ability um, when you do that, do you think this is applicable for every single business? Any person out there listening, they can apply this to their business and what it is that they're doing? Yes. I love, I love your simplicity, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, otherwise you're just complicating things. What scares you? Uh, if anything happened to my wife. So I can barely take care of myself, let alone my two children. Uh, my wife, uh, she she's fine, but she got COVID uh, in late December, and uh, and she's fine. Um, but so she was quarantined in our uh, our bedroom for ten days, um, and uh, so I was watching our kids who were on winter break; they weren't in school anymore. And um, if you've seen the movie Animal House, we have a three-level house, so basement, we have a puppy, so basement was for puppy, upstairs was for my wife, and, and then the middle floor was for, <laughs> for me and my two sons. And uh, if you've seen Animal House, it looked like Animal House, uh, like a bomb went off in Animal House, if that seems possible. And I kept the kids alive. Uh, it was basically... Um, again, so my father was 61 when I was born. He took me to movies like Platoon and 48 Hours and RoboCop when I was like 8 and 9. So it was basically that. Yeah, it's funny, right? It was basically that. Um, and we had a great time, but like, if anything happened to my wife, uh, <laughs> I, already told, I already told my kids, I'm like, listen, guys, and my, and my wife was sitting there telling her, I'm going to have to get remarried. I'm going to have to find someone immediately. Not even if I like her or not. Like, you just need someone to take care of you because I cannot. And they're just laughing because they know. I mean, I can barely take care of myself. So um, if you imagine the kindest woman, kindest person, any like the nicest, most caring person in the world, that would be my wife. And so I have all these, or used to have all these parties or whatever. Um, I'll send you an invite to the next one, the book launch party. But um, so people meet my wife, right? That's when they actually meet, and they're like, "Wow, your wife's really amazing." <laughs> they don't, they don't even know. They're like, "How did?" 
and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, right? Because like she's nice and normal and sweet, and that's another pattern I see, by the way. Because I talked, I've you know, I talk to people like us, right? And so I like go to them. I go, so you're, is your spouse like a teacher, or social worker, or nurse, or police officer, or airline pilot? And they're like, yeah. How'd you know that? I go, yeah, because people like us don't marry people like us for the most part. I mean, some entrepreneurs marry other entrepreneurs, but for the most part, they, they marry their opposite. So if anything happened to her, oh, it, it, it's just, it would not be good. It would not be good. Another pause for station identification and shameless promotion. This episode is also brought to you by Finley Cars of Las Vegas. I tell you, next level in the car buying experience, and not only that, but the life of your car, the service that you're going to uh, experience is incredible. It's Finley Volvo Cars uh, LV.com. And also brought to you by uh, Bling Shine Serum, the only product on the market that will add weightless moisture, strength, and shine, and the only uh, product that has the endorsement of my mama. When I showed her all the features and benefits, she smelled it and she said, this is the greatest product that you've ever done. And I thought, mom, do you not uh, look at the features and benefits? She said, no, if it smells like that, it must work. And I tell you, every single woman needs a little bit of bling in their life. And this can be purchased at kellycardinasalon.com. Well, Justin, it's refreshing to be able to see, especially when people, you know, people that fly high like yourself, and I'm not just talking about the financial aspect of it, but I think that, you know, when, you, you understand what I'm talking about, that when you fly high that way, to have that much focus on your yes. family, to have that much focus on your relationship, how important is it, because you fly in these circles and you see these orbits, how important is it to love your wife uh, in the success of what it is that you're doing? I really appreciate you asking that. I start every morning with a gratitude journal for my wife. So I start with a journal of what I'm thankful for for her the previous day. So the most important thing for her, no matter how small the task that she does, no matter, like it could be moving a book from the table to a bookshelf. She wants someone to say thank you for that. And for me, I don't care if anyone's, I'm, I can't even have a human conversation, so I don't even think about that. And so, but for her, that's very important. So that's how I start my day. And uh, um, without my, I mean, there's, okay, I'll get answer this. You read my, or you're reading my book. Like, people have these huge dedications at the, far, at the start of the, I'll read mine, at the start of a book, right? You know, so I have two wonderful kids. I didn't even thank my kids in the book. So my entire, here's my acknowledgement. Yeah, it's, it's one line. To my wife, who has given me a wonderful life in every way imaginable. That's it. Didn't thank my parents. Didn't thank my dad, who's my hero. Didn't not notice my wife, because without my wife, disaster. So with all the things that you get a chance to see, right? When, when, we, when you said, like, you know, you, you were around people who are, you know, mentally and, uh, you know, in their thought process that they're on Mars. And you were like, wait a second, they're actually physically going to Mars. Um, they're, they're sending really people there. there. Right. They're really going there. What shocks you then? Because we all have that almost kind of pinch me moment. Like, can you believe this part happened? Do you have that at all in your life? Or is just everything going to Mars being, what is, what is that that, that yeah. shocks you? That's an awesome question, man. That's a good so I can hear blah, 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 and I get, I'm very bored unless something gets me very interested. I go, oh, 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 that's good, that's good. And so in terms of story brain, because again, as my dad, I have story brain, born with a story, I can hear all that, and then I hear the two or three wows, the shocks, and immediately synthesize that into a 400-word story that media really cares about and the, and the general public wants to learn about. And uh, my brain is so in tune with shock, good shock, that it's Im immediately drawn to that. Like, I'd, that's just a gift. Like, I just know that. And so I'm endlessly thrilled and excited for my Monday through Fridays because I have five to ten conversations each Monday through Friday with the top performing entrepreneurs in the world. And they provide endless shock, endless fascination. I was talking to a guy who's, um, how can I say this? He, okay, so... This is unbelievable, but it's happening, right? It's Mars, but it's actually happening. So he's building an entire island economy government um, on an island uh, off the coast of Central America. 
wow, right? No, but it's wow, he's doing it. So I was talking to him from his island economy government. When he, I'm like, I'm looking around. He's walking me through it. It's not VR. It's like I'm literally, I'm like, that's, that's why I only work with people like that or people who want to be like that because that eliminates everything else. And then I had a meeting last week. I had a meeting last week, networking, right? Networking meeting in Oculus VR glasses uh, in a program called Spatial, spatial.web, where they literally create a room and you meet as an avatar talking to another avatar with the person's actual face talking to them and moving around the room that they created. Wow, right? But wow, that's actually happening. And so my life is endless wow, that's actually happening. My entire, since I was born, it's my whole my whole story of how I even came here is a wow that actually happened. So I just hang out with wow that's happening. Right. Justin, I, I created the, uh, the podcast for my kids. Right. And the reason why oh, I did, that's amazing. <clears throat> thank you. There's uh, I've got a 12 year old and I've got, uh, that's McKenna. That's the girl. And then I've got Maddox. Who's the, uh, cartoon character who's nine years old and he, <laughs> he literally lives by his own rules. I asked him Great. what do you, what he wants to do? He said, uh, I said, you know, you, what business do you want to do or whatever it is? And he was like, I don't know. I just want to own it. Um, he's, Oh my God, dude, <laughs> dynamite. D Y. No, no. Listen to me. Do you know okay. what dynamite is? No. I'll put it in the chat. Okay. D Y N A M I N D. Oh, hold on. Uh, all right. So do you know what the Colby test is? Um, I've heard of it. I don't, I'm not uh, completely familiar. Okay. So one, that this is amazing. Two, this is, this is a gift. This is a gift. So Colby is the top entrepreneurial test in the world. It's the Bible of strategic coach. Dynamind is a youth version of that. And so my children today, who are six and eight, both boys, took the Dynamind test today. And Dynamind will confirm exactly what you're talking about. So here's um, my, it's basically a child Colby score. And both of them, um, the noise that you're hearing is I'm opening up their scores. Both of my sons have incredibly high quick start. Boom, 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 boom. And almost no follow through, which is the typical genius entrepreneurial thing. Um, your children 100% will love taking that. They'll okay. be fascinated. So my, um, my six-year-old is an originator. He's an originator. This authentic ability brings a special kind of innovation to the world. By daring to be different, you lead the way to visionary possibilities, creating what others said couldn't be done. That's my six-year-old, okay? I'll send you the link after this. My eight-year-old is a pioneer. And this is not BS garbage test. This is the top entrepreneurial test in the world for children. This authentic ability is profoundly important for creating models that demonstrate possibilities. Hands-on problem solvers like you make the impossible possible. Those are my two sons. And oh, my dog just came in. That's good. So she's a pioneer too. Um, and so that test, and then you're close to it. The top entrepreneurial youth camp in the world is at Cal Berkeley, uh, the Haas Berkeley Academy for, Entrepreneurial Academy for Youth. So your kids would love that. It starts in sixth grade. So... I can send you that link as well. Yes, please. So the, the, like I said, the reason why I started the podcast was for them, uh, because I wanted to take iconic people like you, uh, and I wanted to humanize them. I wanted them to realize that, that you're like, you said that you're not a human being, you're an alien, but, but you're, I mean, the, the fact that you are authentically who Justin is and you're simplifying it and being exactly who Justin was purposed to be. And that's what I wanted to show him. What would your advice be to Maddox and McKenna? And if you could say their names, it would be awesome. Maddox to McKenna. Don't be average. Go for greatness. Period. I tell you, Justin, I, 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 I could stay on with you. I mean, this has been one of the most interesting conversations that I've ever had. And I, I want to compliment you uh, on it. And the, the authenticity, the simplicity has just been phenomenal. Um, it, it's incredible. And to be able to see it and what I loved, probably one of the, my, my favorite things that you said was that my, pro, my business what did not produce revenue, it produced profit. 
Revenue is a term. It's, it's revenue. All that is is a term driven by ego and, and you know, it's just ego and nonsense. And so, I talk to a lot of people. They're like, "Oh, my revenue is three or five million. I go, "What's your profit?" And then it's just utter silence because there's no profit or negative profit or almost no profit. So who cares? Meaningless. It's all profit. Profit's all that matters. What would your company's like ninety five percent profit? It's it, there's no almost no overhead. It's great. When you, when you went into it, what did you, did you set aside a, I want to have this amount of profit in the business? Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, I didn't know. I, no, no. Um, and so here's the other interesting thing, like in terms of financials and so I don't even, I don't even think like that. I never have like money to me is just whatever money is the thing to allow my family to go on fishing charters and go to Disney world. And so a lot of people, their 10 X's is like, um, you know, revenue or employee count or office space or number of franchises or bigger offices, whatever that, whatever that is. I don't, that's meaningless. That stuff's never mattered to me. I don't, I don't care at all. My 10x in life is very simple. Obviously it's a 10x experience of life with my family. You have a good family life. You have a good life. Maddox and McKenna are well on their way. And, uh, you know, 10xing my network on a global level. When you do that, you create endless opportunities for your network and yourself. So here are the byproducts of that. One, I see my family whenever I want to. If someone annoys me, I'll never talk to them again. Two, my company is insanely profitable. And I only work with the people that I want to work with. And I'm constantly getting interest to companies around the world that want to hire my firm because my network is world class at the very highest level and it keeps growing. That's the byproduct of it because of that simplicity. Right. So, Justin, you, you live in Star Wars. What's the next Star Wars for you, right? Yeah, I mean, because you live in that galaxy far, far away. What is that next, like, what if, if you already are flying in the next level and you're talking about, you know, uh, island governments off of Central America, you're talking about the Oculus uh, being in a room with avatars and meeting people. What, what's the new, what's the Star Wars for you? Yeah, every day is, and here's the Oculus. But um, so here, you know, every day, every day is a new Star Wars opportunity because all these wackadoos are creating all these ideas. Okay, so that's great. I'm going to dovetail that. That's a good question. This is why my company's been successful, right? So technology gets faster and faster. Star Wars, next Star Wars, next Star Wars. Technology, boom, boom, boom. Microchips smaller and smaller. Everything's faster. Everything's greater. There are two constants that never change, ever. They will never change. One, the power of relationships. That's one. Two, the power of storytelling. We are a globe, a world of storytellers. Smoke signals, the Bible, hieroglyphics, whatever the hell, I mean, whatever, it's, we're, we want to know, we're stories. We like to hear and tell stories. That will never change, ever. So... What are the things that most people aren't aware of that in the, in, in the orbits that you fly in that are the keys to be able to connect with those, uh, with the people? Because I think a lot of times people look at the, you know, they think that they have to posture up, they have to drive the car, they have to, you know, live in the house or live in the neighborhood. And what I keep hearing from you is it has nothing to do with that, with those things. What is it? Yeah, so at the end of 2018, I'd made more money in one year than I ever thought possible. I'd never been more miserable in my life. So, like, oh, that one plus one doesn't equal two, right? So uh, I learned from that. And so companies now more profitable than ever, but that's not what makes me happy. And so I have found, again, simplifying two patterns, folks chasing those things are usually just running away from something else. I'm not running away from anything else. I'm just hanging out with my family. So it's, there's nothing to run away from. It's just be with my family. And uh, I enjoy that very much. Justin, what brings you that unequivocal joy? Like uh, I was talking about it. I think I was talking to uh, Nick the other day and I said, Nick, I've got this green bike. Nick's an alien. He is. He's incredible. I I got (laughs) us. Alien. So I got, I got this bike. It was like $50. I, I had the beach cruiser handlebars, but I wanted the ape hangers. So I, as opposed to buying them, I put them on the curb, beat them with a sledgehammer and made them into ape hangers. Oh man, I could not do that. Oh. This bike brings me so much joy. Like I ride this bike, I turn into a nine-year-old. What turns Justin into 
a complete nine-year-old buffoon that is not yeah. thinking system that just goes into joy place. Okay, so every day I'm a nine-year-old, and if not a four-year-old. So let me, um, <laughs> what you just said was great. Okay, so people at the highest level, um, again, so like my father was 61 when I was born, so I'm, I really should be like 80, something 80 years old. Um, so I'm like an 80-year-old soul, 43-year-old oh. body. And I have the childish mentality, maybe of a four-year-old, maybe five, like I'm a child. Um, My wife says that she has three sons, our two sons and me. And I'm going to tell you something. (laughs) This is funny. I'm I'm literally like a child. My wife just, so we had our son's parent-teacher conferences today, right? I was really excited because my six-year-old who's in first grade, I was so proud of him, so proud. Because he, he handed in an assignment where, like, they do a, a composite of your, of your face when you're old, and then you describe, you write out what, what you are when you're old, right? <laughs> so my six-year-old, he handed this in. I'm so proud. He goes, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm old, I'll be all alone, and I will be pooping in my pants all the time. <laughs> And I tell the first thing I said to the teacher, I go, I am so proud of my son that he handed that in. So proud. One of the proudest, that's one of the proudest moments of my life ever. I'm not kidding. Like, it's funny, but I'm not kidding. I am so proud of him for, because that takes guts, man. Most kids wouldn't, I'm like, no. I go, I hope you gave him 100% for that, because that's, that's genius. And it's accurate, probably. I'm guessing. (laughs) <laughs> so that gives me incredible amount of joy like because like i like like you you like seeing your children evolve right they're they've, they're already they're already entrepreneurs my eight-year-old started his first business when he was seven that was, he was we and i were walking to school he goes ah dad i'm so bored with school i go well yeah of course of course you're bored you're being taught by people with zero entrepreneurial instincts at all so learn to read and write and stuff but then i'll teach you like i'll introduce you to people who can you know you know do that and so during these abundance 360 calls which again 99 percent are running the 10 million to 10 billion dollar companies these people are going to mars uh they sit on my lap and watch it they sit in my lap and so we had a guy from uh he's a top geneticist in the world from harvard right so this is a wow that's happening this is going to happen soon he's creating the technology this his team is that will allow people to live to 250 you know 300 years if not forever you don't have to poop in your pants if you know you live forever or maybe you still do i don't know maybe they'll get rid of the poop but but so so my kids are sitting in there they're like oh my god yeah this is unbelievable i go yeah but this is going to be happening so um might not affect our generation per se but theirs they'll be living to 150 200 years old that's just going to happen and we're talking about flying cars which is those are coming those are coming and mars travel and this will that's just what's happening. So it's exciting to know that's happening and that it's a wow, but, and then I can tell my kids about it. They have them take those dynamite. Did you hear my eight-year-old just dropped an F-bomb in the background there? <laughs> <laughs> that's what brings me joy. That's the best, man. Oh, I love it. I love so, entrepreneur life. <laughs> so Justin, tell me something that is going gonna, is gonna to be dropping soon that you know about that most of the people in the world don't know that it's about to hit and it's going to make your lives easier. Well, I kind of said it. Um, networking will be done in virtual reality and, and AR glasses very soon. Um, the rooms that we were in, um, companies can take you to a sales room uh, where they can show their products and move things around with joysticks, and then you're all in there, standing there, looking at it. You can't do that yet, as far as I know, in, in VR Oculus. But you, what you can do in AR is, like, you could be at an airport, an air, a virtual airport, and have the, the AR glasses on and have an airplane take off right in front of you, so you can see what the airport's doing. You can see, you can see people moving around, or trucks and all that kind of stuff. And uh, that's, that's what's happening. And uh, the age thing is amazing. Thanks. The age thing is amazing as well. Um, there, there's, I wish I had my Abundance 360 booklet in front of me. There's about a stack full, this, this thing of, of wows that are coming. And uh, they're coming. But VR, you know, uh, we're in what, 
February, March, or whatever. Um, by later this year, that'll be a very big deal as more and more people get those Oculus glasses. Well, Justin, I want to, I want to, again, I want to thank you for your time. And, um, you know, I could stay on here with you all day. I want to respect your time. Um, I, I think that you, I mean, it's, it's incredible. I want to ask though, I want to ask for, for you. I, I want episode two, three, four, five. Um, I want to, I want to get that commitment oh, right off the let's bat. Let's do it again. No, so, let's do it again because, um, I can't disclose it yet, but I'm working on things that are wow at the highest level and, uh, what, and they're, they're happening. Um, so like I found, I'm just flying the plane. I found people now who can land the plane and then they can just execute my way. I could do this to really create technology that will, it's going to be a very big deal. And, uh, really excited about that because it's just fun for me. So yeah, you know, let me know when you want to talk again, maybe a month or two or something. So, okay. Well, I, I appreciate it, man. You're officially off the hot seat. This, uh, thank you for listening to Kelly Cardenas podcast. Everyone out there listening, um, you have been listening to Justin Breen, uh, co- uh, founder and CEO of Bre- uh, Brepic. But honestly, guys, <laughs> unless you're flying in that orbit, <laughs> you don't need to check out. I mean, you're going to check out Bre- uh, Bre- uh, uh, <laughs> Brepic. But I-, I love the fact that you're not you're you are the you have. When I think of marketing. Right. Marketing. When I think of marketing, right, people always ask me about this branding, marketing, branding, marketing. And I'm like, if you focus on what you are, you won't have to do branding and marketing because your audience is waiting for you anyway. I don't sell anything. And I'm the buyer. I love it. There's nothing to sell. I don't even talk about what I do unless someone asks because that doesn't matter. (gasps) I love it, man. I love it. (laughs) So, yeah, you're a genius. So thanks for saying that. You're you're the man. Uh, so this is the time where you subscribe, you like, you do all the things that you know you need to do. Uh, but I appreciate you, Justin. You're amazing, and I cannot wait till episode two, man. I'm very grateful for this opportunity. Thank you so much.